listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 305. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the... I love you so much. John Brownstone. I love you too. I have nothing witty to say. I just love you. Wow. I know. I've made several people gag now with the cuteness, but I don't care. It's fine. We haven't been cute in a while. True. True. So, you know, sometimes right. it just it seeps out. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> So we're finally back. Yes. We're supposed to be one week off and end up being two. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in the bonus section. Uh, and we're sort of tired. And so we decided, let's do another BDSM Reddit response reaction. This is what people have posted on mm-hmm. the subreddits. Here's what we think about it kind of uh, episode. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kicky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to do this thing that we're doing on the internet. I don't know what to call it. Uh, in large part because of our kiki patrons and we're grateful for every fucking one of you. If you'd like to join our kiki community and get access to extra content and a discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, uh, you can just join us at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so before we get into uh, the episode and whether these will be rants or not, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see it when I was reading some. None made me like start frothing at the mouth, so we'll see. Uh, I do want to say a big thank you to this week's sponsor, Beducated. Yay! Uh, basically, it's like those very vanilla online course sites that we hear about all the time, but it, it's not vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about sex and relationships, and there's definitely a kink sex. Um, they add new court, uh, classes all the time. I'm on their uh, email list, so I get the emails now, and I'm, they're like, we just had this class, we just had that class. I was like, very cool. Uh, if you sign up because you want to get educated about your relationship or sex or kink or sex acts or whatever, uh, if you use the code LOVING, you save 70% off, and you save that off for the life of your membership. So it's not like a one and done, like one month you get the good price and then it skyrockets. No, no, no. 70% off for the entire time you have it, plus you can cancel at any point. So you're not stuck with it if you don't need it anymore. Uh, in thinking about this week's topic, where when people post their relationship questions, their BDSM questions to uh, Reddit, most of the time the answer is just freaking talk to one another. Or we read or hear about somebody just with really bad behavior and you're like, oh, that relationship's not gonna last. <laughs> I was like, wait, is there a class on Beducated that can like, could help with this? There are some communication classes, but the one that caught my eye that I checked out, it's called Rebuilding Relationships, especially if impulsivity is kind of the main issue. Like you impulsively like fucked up uh, and, now, <laughs> and now the relationship needs to be repaired. That class is there. It's a lot of video and the main speaker had this kind of soothing voice that was kind of nice to listen to. But what I really liked was there was a downloadable workbook that partners can use both for individual exercises and then together. And they even say, this class works better when you take it with your partner. (laughs) As one would imagine, if a relationship needs to be rebuilt, you should do that together. So uh, our advice for most people who have to post their uh, fucked up questions, like what the fuck is going on in my relationship to a subreddit, uh, you should you should take a Beducated class is all I'm saying. Uh, link to Beducated is in the places, show notes for podcast listeners, description box for YouTube watchers. The code is loving, you save 70% off. Uh, and whether you wanna rebuild your relationship or learn about different things like pegging and face sitting and other sexy things, oh my, check out Beducated. Uh, and then if you decide to sign up, use our code, save money. Yay, thank you Beducated for sponsoring this <laughs> week's episode. Okay, so I uh, actually remembered to open all the links and uh, click the links and pull them up. So uh, (laughs) they're actually ready for us. Okay. Uh, As per usual, you have not actually seen any of these yet. Nope, I'm going into this (laughs) blind. 
Um, and a big thank you yet again to Silent Wing who sent two, and then I okay. found two. Um, maybe some of these will get me ranty. I none of them were so like annoying that they have stuck with me. So we shall see. I cannot mm. promise rants this week. Ah. But here we go. Let's start here. Um, oh, this one I thought was an interesting one. I think this is one that I found. It says, my daddy sees the dynamic differently and I'm devastated. Ooh. I just had a conversation today with my daddy of almost a year now. I was asking if we could have little space soon and he said, maybe when we move. We live in a small studio apartment with paper thin walls, so even vanilla sex is awkward. I replied with, why only maybe? At the very beginning of the relationship, we both laid out what dynamic we want in a partner. We agreed on DDLG and a 24 seven DS dynamic with me being the sub. He knows I'm a little and I've always been extremely expressive of it. It's how I cope. I've always said that the happiest I am is when I'm in little space, it's become a motto for me and he knows this. After questioning him about his response, cause I could tell he was being dodgy about something. He told me that he found some of my little self quote childish and quote weird. Ooh. Yeah, which hurt a lot because from my point of view, this is me coping. And I truly thought I was safe enough to express this because I thought he liked being a caregiver. To my understanding, he still likes some aspects of it, but only when I'm acting my age, just bratty, which erases the whole caregiver little dynamic. I feel lied to and ashamed for letting myself be like that around him because I'm super self-conscious and I hate knowing he thinks I'm weird for it now. I understand everyone has their own thing and I can't force him into anything, but this is a huge thing for me. And I honestly don't think I can regress if I know my daddy thinks I'm weird for it wow i know i know i um i feel bad for this person i do too i do too i feel bad for them too um you know you get into a dd ddlg relationship and it's almost kind of a given there's going to be some little space going on there I'm, not everybody age regresses. Well, but there's not in be, the same way, but if you're a little, there's going to be something that identifies you as a little. That's going to be part of your little experience. Yeah. Like there's going to be something. Everybody's right. going to be different. But I'm, I mean, something. for you, it's it's Disney movies and, you know, cuddling on the couch, eating popcorn, doing, you know, and for others, it's coloring. It's, you know, it's whatever, whatever. Wh- whatever, whatever they enjoy. And in this case, this person's situation is when they regress, their personality changes a bit. And when mm-hmm. I, I read the comments as well, and they came back and gave some clarification, their voice changes, they have a bit of a baby talk thing going mm-hmm. on, that kind of stuff. Right. And just to add, for to deepen the discussion, in the comments, the person clarified that when they talk, they did talk to their partner, so we don't have to give that advice, that's been yeah. done. Um, that their partner didn't mind the activities. It was the baby talk, the language, the voice, the tone of their voice that was the, I wanna put air quotes around this because one person, one person's weird is another person's, this is the most fulfilling mm-hmm. thing in my life, but quote, air quote, weird. That was the thing that they did not enjoy. And quite frankly, this whole thing is a problem of communication because if there was any part of that person's expression of their selves, little or otherwise, that was like, mm, that's not my thing. That should have been said way, ages ago. Way in the beginning. Instead of this dodgy, well, maybe we can do that later because basically they were willing to potentially deny this person their right. need for regression and self, you know, exploration and the things that, you know, feel therapeutic and good for them that are their things they need. They were willing to potentially deny it because they had a feeling about it. Like yeah. I would be devastated too. Right. I mean, you know, it, it kind of goes back to something we talked about in the podcast a long time ago, I believe, you know, your hierarchy of kinks. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, being able to get into this little space for them is something that's very important. Mm-hmm. That that is a, a a big part of their who they are. Um. You know, for them to just kind of, it, it's like, to me, for him to keep saying, "Well, maybe, maybe." Yeah, I don't maybe. like that. I don't like it. It's, you know, it's too much like chasing the carrot, being strung along. And it's a bit passive aggressive. Just fucking say what you mean. Yeah. There's parts of this that I don't love being a part of, but there's other parts I do. How can we find a middle ground? Now, if they decide to move forward and find Mm -hmm. a middle ground, because 
the hardest part is going to be that I think the feeling of, oh, no, you think I'm weird. And so now I don't feel safe to be myself. Right. That can be devastating to a relationship. Sure. So that to me is the first thing to deal with. Now, that being said, if they decide to work it out or if you are a person who's like, I don't mind the activities, but I don't love the change in tone of voice or the baby talk. I personally am not a fan of baby talk. The way I handle that is one, I don't do it. And two, if it's happening, I move on with my life and go do something else. So there are ways to, for people to be able to do that and express themselves and a person who doesn't like it to, you know, continue to exist in harmony. Um, But one thing I would say is if there are certain aspects of little space or any part of your identity, but specifically a little space that a partner's like, Mm -hmm. that's fine if you do it, but it's just not my thing, is to see if maybe there are other opportunities to have that outlet. And when I was reading this, the first thing I thought about were, and it's relatively new-ish in our area. It's hard to say anything's new when you've had a plague for two years going on. Uh, That's all relative. But basically a lot of um, clubs and communities are starting to sort of like understand that the, the caregiver little thing is legit and it's here and you better cater to those people. And so we know of different clubs that will have a little's night. They'll do Mm -hmm. a sleepover. They'll have a space uh, during a play party or whatever. That's just for littles to like go and do their thing. We've seen scheduled things where littles get together to do coloring or to watch a movie for, you know, an evening. And so I would say that if the relationship is salvageable and if they can move forward and find their middle ground based, like you said, on the sort of those hierarchy of kink needs, Mm -hmm. then if there's some aspect that a partner's like, I just can't get into that part. Can you express it elsewhere? But I think the biggest issue is now this person has to deal with and decide if they even want to overcome the fact that their partner who they have clearly adored for any long length of time just call the thing that is important to them weird yeah but that can that can see and and, and that to me is is kind of key and you know makes me get a little on edge i am so sorry i did not mean to do that i picked up sorry that was my coffee i guess i picked up jb's coffee for whatever reason and that was not what i was expecting no it wouldn't be not for you so but um you know my my response my my feels on on this is may come across as a little harsh but you know if if someone feels that their their little space is weird they have no right to be called a daddy or a caregiver i think if it's one of those things where you let it hang there and let it be weird for you and never just fucking admitted it i think in the negotiations you can be like you know what baby talk's really not my thing Mm -hmm. like and this is a now this might be a sign of maturity and experience where you can have these conversations and know hey this isn't my thing are there ways you can engage with this that don't require me like Mm -hmm. if like and that could be done in the negotiations or it can be done the moment you realize, wait, this thing is not for me. But the sitting on it and waiting on it, yeah. that's the problem because if care, the idea to me that is central to caregiving is in the definitions in the name, giving care, yeah, taking yeah. care of, understanding that whether there's an age regression <coughs> or not, whether there's a little, a defined little space or not, you are a nurturing partner to your little or however that mm-hmm. that person identifies. Sure. And so care of them is beyond, okay, I'm going to make sure like I don't fuck up a scene. Care of them from from a nurturing standpoint is how are they feeling? What do they need? Mm-hmm. What Now, I think that any and all doms and tops can have this aspect to them, but there is something deeper with a caregiver or somebody who identifies with a caregiver, even if they're not using that label for themselves. Um, because that nurturing aspect usually runs so strong, but to just passive aggressively go, maybe another time, maybe another time, avoid the topic, which I'll bet money that the topic got avoided because he was like, oh, this won't go over well. Yeah, I'll even give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. It's like, oh shit, how do I, how do I say this? Well, like 
be a grown ass adult and go, I have to say a hard thing and I don't know how this is going to come across, mm-hmm. but we need to talk about this because this will impact things. Like just right. be imperfect and fucking say it. Because what you what happens when you don't say it is now trust is like potentially jacked up completely. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you know, it. it's, it's one thing to say, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure if I'm into this, if this is something that is for me. Mm-hmm. But to say, no, that's weird. Yeah, and there's y- so you much know, judgment in that. Exactly, that's weird? exactly. Like, that's <sighs> what bothers me. I know, I know. And I, I just, I, both sides of the slash doesn't matter. It's a people thing. We have to be very aware of our words, but especially when you're the dom, especially when you're the one in control. But it's even regardless of that, when you're talking about something that is important to a partner on an identity level, on a therapeutic mm-hmm. level, either side of the slash, your words fucking matter. Your tone Absolutely. matters. For I, if I said to you something that you cared about, I was like, ew, that's weird. That would might not bother you in the same way, but it would certainly have an impact on you. It's right. judgment. And the last person we want to judge us is our partner. And in this case... This person's like, that was my daddy. We were in a caregiver little situation. I've been very clear that I go into little space and want time for like. Mm -hmm. And also how much of something is, how much of it is weird because I'm uncomfortable with it and haven't gotten used to it versus I don't like it. And it's, I'm going to label it a hard limit because sometimes we think things are weird because we just don't have experience with it. It does. It doesn't rise to the level of, Oh my God, get it the fuck away from me. Right. Like that's legit. If that was his reaction and mm-hmm. it was, he considered it a limit. Okay, fine. But just cause you find something weird don't mean you can't support your partner while they're Right. experiencing it mm-hmm, e- mm-hmm. and there are so many ways to go about that like i could i could already come up with some ways of oh excuse me i have to choke on my own spit Uh-oh. <coughs> sorry um i could already think of so many ways where they can be engaged in it and he could still kind of distance himself like set up little space and she's on another side of the room or in another room mm-hmm. or somewhere like doing their damn thing and you're like i'm the daddy i'm gonna sit in my comfy chair and read the newspaper i'm gonna watch game you're gonna come to me when you need something yeah. i'm gonna come in and check on you and it's gonna be part of the scene and i'm gonna have like there's so many different ways to just but yeah the weird thing that's the judgment is yeah. the judgment yep okay anything else now that nope. i accidentally went on a mini rant it wasn't a it wasn't a full fledged no, up. but okay I'm a warm-up rant maybe maybe i'm gonna close these so i don't accidentally come okay. back okay okay this one i picked as well because i thought ooh, this is a good one for you okay. uh the headline is in need of aftercare from fellow doms this person says i'm a dom to my wife bedroom only and we had a session last night where i started by having her do a wall pose while i whipped her naked ass with my belt once for every day it had been since i'd been able to fuck anything <laughs> She whimpered and cried, but took her lashings at about half as hard as I would have liked to deliver them. She did not say her safe word or gesture, nor did she say or do anything that indicated she needed me to stop. I took her to the bed afterwards and we had sex in various positions and we both climaxed her multiple times. And I, of course, provided her with aftercare as well. And I still am. I am normally on an incredible high after we have some rough play like that, but today I find myself in a weird mix of guilt that I whipped her as hard as I did, but also frustration that I didn't whip her as hard as I wanted to. Does anybody else ever have this feeling like somehow I simultaneously did too much for her, but too little for me? Am I bad for wanting to be more extreme than I think she can handle, even though I don't act, didn't actually go there? Mm, quite the conundrum. I mean, I'll go ahead and get this one out of the way. Talk to your partner. Yeah. Find out if she can handle more. Okay, right. done. The communication I, answer's done. And and I mean that that's really what it comes down to. Um, they they do need to talk about it. Um, you know, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there are times I feel like I would love to give give you more than sure. You know, but I also know it it is a thing to be able to do that that is built on trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, because there has to be the trust there. To know that if, you know, pushing boundaries like that, that if you were to safe word or, or, you know, need to stop, that it would stop. Um, You know, I also know that building someone up to extremes like that 
is not something that happens at the flip of a switch. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to take time to work up to something like that for the most part, especially if someone's not not used to that. Sure. You know, and and there may be they don't the other person may not want that right. either. So that's preventing for the future. Mm -hmm. Have you gone through that where have you ever had the simultaneous uh-oh, did I do too much, but also not mm -hmm. enough? Have you ever left a scene feeling not, I don't think you've ever left a scene with me feeling completely dissatisfied, mm -hmm. but have you ever had those small levels of, mm, it would have been nice if it had been? Some, uh, yes, yes. How do you deal with those? Um, How do I deal with that? I think that's where it comes in. That's why I have always said that after a scene, um, you know, whether it's several hours later or a day later, um, it's always good to have a debrief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and talk about it. Also, I think it helps that when you go into a scene, you say to your partner, you know, what I'm really looking for here. Um, I'd really like to lay into you with a belt, you know, and, and just kind of get that primal feeling out. And you may say, you know, I don't want that. Right. I go, not today. You know, yeah. <laughs> or you may say, yes, that's exactly what right. I'm looking for. Right. You know, because you have your expectations of what you want mm -hmm. from a scene. I have my expectations of what I want from a scene. And then we also have and our individual, how are we feeling that day? True. You might be revved up and like, I'm here for this. And I might be over here going, oh, Lord, no, I can't, I can't, I can't handle right. a lot right now. Yeah. So that's why even before the scene begins mm -hmm. to talk about what your expectations are, what your partner's expectations are, can they meet in the middle somewhere? Right. Can you find a compromise? You know, mm -hmm. even before anything begins. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, there, there's there's layers, how like you, an onion. How have you pulled yourself <laughs> out of the, it was good, but it could have been better kind of feeling? Is it just a remembering that, hey, I get to do this again? And and that's kind of it. You know, it, it's not an end-all, be-all. Right. It's harder if it's a one-off or it's a very casual thing. But if this mm -hmm. is a person that, yeah, there's going to be time because life interferes. But you right. know your chances are damn good. Mm -hmm. You're going to get to play again you can do it again and, and have a yeah. different outcome. The other thing is, and everybody plays differently. We are the type that you're not True. trying to get to my safe word. You're not, unless we negotiated, the, oh, I hit the mic, sorry. Unless we negotiate that ahead of time and those kinds of scenes we would have to because it's not how we typically play. Mm -hmm. You actually stay in the, a very safe, nice comfort zone of my limits and boundaries. Right. You don't, you're not trying to push me towards safe word. Not every place that way. I like I like the fact that we play that way. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to be a little bit more primal or go a little harder, we would negotiate that because it'd be sure. like, okay, how far can I go? Can I can I get you to that edge? Mm -hmm. In this case, I would tell that person so that maybe the next time, one, they know how their partner prefers to play, and two, maybe the next time they can have the scene they want would be to say. What do you prefer and or is it situational? Do you want me to stay right in the center of your comfort zone and not play on the edge of your boundaries? Do you mm -hmm. want me in this one scene or in general or whatever to get you to a point where you're, you either use your safe word. I don't love the idea of playing all the time to the point of a person using their safe word. I think there's, I'm, I'm too risk averse, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but as a one-off or as a way to explore other parts of themselves, that could be the question. That could be the conversation to plan for and find out from your partner right. what they want, which is what goes back to what you said, get a debrief afterwards, especially mm -hmm. if you're left feeling either slightly unsatisfied or like, I feel like that could have been better. And I think that's the thing we don't talk about very often. You know, we, we, and I mean the general, like people who talk about BDSM where other people can hear them. <laughs> that royal we, I guess, general we, words are hard. I don't know. <laughs> when we talk about seating, 
we either talk about how they go, could go horribly wrong or we talk about how amazing they are and everybody was satisfied. Mm-hmm. But it is very rare for people to go, well, one of us had a really good time and one of us was like, <laughs> and I would be curious to know how is that as common as I imagine it to be? I think that it should not be common for every scene in a relationship. Like mm-hmm. if you are consistently seeing with one another and it is always that one of you is always satisfied and the other one of you is always <laughs> like, I could have read a book, you know, yeah. that's a problem. It indicates, an, uh, you know, something's off and you're going to have a conversation. Something's way off at that point. But can yeah. we just be real that sometimes you're in the middle of a thing and maybe you're mentally making your grocery list? She says that she yeah. points to herself. Uh, <laughs> or I mean, then there have been times that I have thought later, he totally could have gone harder than that. I would have yeah. I would have been okay with harder than that. And there's also the thing, and I know I did this a, a lot early on in our relationship. You know, the old axiom, leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you, you, you don't want to play things to the nth degree right out of the gate. Sure. You know, you, you, because if you do it all in one shot... What's there left what, to do? What's there left to do? Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep them coming back for more <laughs> kind of keeps the anticipation sure. alive and going well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, this one does come down to communication, but I think mm-hmm. it's planning. I think yeah. it's the debrief. And then I think it's understanding if this is cons- if you're consistently walking away from a scene where you're having a mixed emotions and it's not satisfaction. One of those emotions is not like, yeah, that was great. You've got to have a conversation with your partner. Like, you, like figure out where their head is at, what they want. Mm-hmm. Talk, be, let's go back to the vulnerability topic. Be vulnerable. Yeah. Go, I think you had a really great time and I am so happy I could provide that for you, but also I need something and how can we make this happen? Just like, just fucking say it. Okay, next one. Now we're getting into the two that Silent Wing sent me. So thank you, Silent Wing. Also, this is an open invitation. If you are on BDSM Reddit at any point and you see something, you think, oh, Kayla would have an opinion about this. Or, oh, I wonder what JB and Kayla's take would be. Feel free to email it. That's Mm. fine. Okay, this one. The headline is FetLife and Nudity. Oh, Oh, this one did. This one annoyed me a little bit. Okay, okay. Uh, I joined FetLife a couple months ago to find local munches. It took quite a bit of courage Mm. to post a photo, and I've since added a second, both with me fully clothed in vanilla clothing. I was talking Mm. in a group and was told that the fact that none of my photos are sexual was not, quote, how things are done. Pardon me while I roll my eyes. Uh, Me too. I explained that what was under my clothes was private. I was then called a prude and it was suggested I didn't belong in the kink community. Many people Uh, in the group agreed. You were in the wrong goddamn group. Yeah, you are. Let's just start there. I left that group because I believe they're wrong, not to mention rude. And you are correct. Uh, Why is nudity seen as, quote, expected on FetLife by so many? It's not expected. No, just because there are people who do it and right. can do it does not, it should never there, be expected. There, there is nothing in the rule books that says because you are a member of FetLife, you have to put nude photos. It's just, we've just painted, we've come up with another gatekeeping, one true way. There's only, there's rules to how you do this. Yeah. And if you don't do it the way I do it, mm-hmm. then I think you're telling me I'm wrong. So I have to circumvent that by telling you you're wrong for not doing it my way. And really right. what we all fucking need if we're right. like that is some goddamn therapy. What, okay, there's the rant. <laughs> what, what those people and that group did not understand are boundaries. That person had a boundary. They are not going to post nude pictures in any way, shape, or form. And they could not accept her boundaries. I know. And I'm I'm very proud that, of this that person is for the going, story. I'm out for, of here. Right. For, for upholding their boundaries yeah. and saying, the hell with you, mm-hmm. and, and walking away. The disturbing part, more of this, is the people in that group who kept trying to shame this person. her. And berate for their for their boundaries. I know. I that is disturbing. I would not want to be a member no, of be that a, group I'd be the or fuck be out of that group. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are nude on FetLife because it is allowed there, and a lot of people are nude on FetLife. Oh yeah. But 
the idea of saying, well, this is a thing that I feel that that I am comfortable with doing and is normal to me. And then deciding that that very personal thing is like the rule of life. And mm-hmm. then the extra shamey step of, oh, well, if you're not gonna get naked, maybe you're not really meant for the kink community. Right? Ugh. Like, I don't wanna make gagging noises into Mm-mm. a microphone, but ugh. it's just, are you fucking kidding me? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I know, Quite I frankly, know. Because nudity is so fucking normalized on Fat Life. Well, I mean, this list, uh, I had a point. I actually had a point for once. Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's the thing. It does feel like sometimes that everybody is fucking nude on it. I'm only on Fat Life in the various accounts to answer DMs, quite frankly. Uh, I'm act- actively often turned off by too much nudity on Fat Life, mm. especially for those people whose uh, profile pic is uh, their penis and then they yeah. message me. I actually do like an auto ignore, delete, whatever, because it's like, mm, I don't want to talk to your penis. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so first of all, one, we're out there. Two, just because everybody does it, air quote, everybody does it, doesn't mean everybody actually wants to. And I, knowing that there's a lot of nudity on Fat Life, actually don't like no. it that much. I don't care what other people do. I'm not gonna go around well, I mean, shaming or here's judging. The thing, but Here's the thing I was gonna say, you know, let's face it, nobody's gonna go and put nudes on Facebook. Oh, they they will still try. Oh, they, they may try. They get They're not down. gonna get very far. Right. Okay, and Fat Life is a safe place. It's meant to be. Meant to be a safe place for be. people to express their kinks, mm-hmm. okay? And for some people, that kink is exhibitionism. Absolutely, absolutely. All right? Absolutely. I, there are people who are there just for that. Mm-hmm. They do not engage with anybody as far as being a, a sub or a dom or, or masochist or anything like that. They are there to share their photos of who they are, mm-hmm. okay? And that is a safe place to do that. Absolutely. And they have every right and, to do and it. And they have every right to do that in that space. Oh, definitely. But it is not something that is expected. It's like saying, well, you know, if, if you join FetLife, you have to be poly. Or you, you know, have we, to be a we, submissive. You, you have to be this. You have to be that. No, you freaking don't. Fuck that. Okay. Fuck so that. I applaud this person for standing their yes. ground and, and leaving that group. Yes. Because, yeah, as you call it, gatekeeping to the... You know, and I, I do applaud this person for for being strong in the face of sort of a group pylon. Group yeah. think can be dangerous. If right. everybody in the group starts thinking the exact same way with mm-hmm. no nuance and no hive question. Mind. The hive mind. Like, sometimes hive mind can feel or seem good because it's like, well, we're all thinking a very good thing. Like, we're all thinking consent and communication and BDSM are well, great. we're all kind of on the same page. And, right. You know, and yeah. sometimes it starts out as positive, but it's when somebody can't come in and go, I, I see something differently and here's my unique position on it mm-hmm. that that's when you get into the hive mind on the negative end. Cause I'll bet money at some point, the conversation was actually, I am so glad I can post nudes here on FetLife and it's yeah. safe to do it. And I feel comfortable doing it. And mm-hmm. so I am going to post nudes all the time. And I enjoy seeing other people's nudes. And this is a normal way of operating for me. And that thought, that very positive thought turned into, oh, well, if you don't do it, there's something wrong with you because look at all of us, we all do it. And now we're in a bubble of everybody who thinks alike on this one thing. And anybody who disagrees with us is on the outside. And human nature being what it is, we love to group shit and categorize shit and go who's on the inside and who's on the outside. And then we like to shun the outside. And this is how you get shit like this. And it's why even in what should be a more open-minded community like BDSM, mm-hmm. you get gatekeeping, you get the yeah. trying to other people and tell them that they're wrong. Especially because what happens is we inherit, we, again, we're back to the like bigger, broader we here. We as human beings tend to go, oh, if you're telling me you don't like something, I think you're saying that you think I'm bad for liking it which is a bit of an emotional maturity thing to be able to go, oh, you don't like it? Oh, okay, I do. Oh, okay. And we move on and we're fine. And many people have that level of emotional maturity, but many people don't. Right. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
Okay. There we go. Okay, last one. This is, I don't, I don't like calling any episode short because then I talk for forever. Yeah. But we only had four today. This one, okay. Last one from Silent Wing. Okay. Uh, the headline is, Dom insulted me and I'm not sure where to go from here. Uh, I'm 22 female. I'm in a dynamic with my boyfriend, 38 female. Uh, yeah, okay, make sure I'm reading that mm -hmm. right. To make a long story short, I turned him down for sex. Okay, it says 38 female, but maybe they use he, him pronouns. Oh, I'm just gonna keep going. Mm -hmm. I turned him down for sex three days in a row. I wasn't feeling my best and I just didn't want to. He got upset about this and a couple of other things saying, I don't do what I'm told. He then said I'm more of a pillow princess than a sub at all. He went on to say something that really broke my heart, telling me that I'm not a good sub, even going as far as to ask if I thought I was. This is really hurting my feelings and messing with my head. I'm just wondering what to even say at this point. So my question is, uh, would I be the asshole if I went with, if I went a little petty about it? May say something like, maybe say something like, I'm not comfortable being your submissive until you apologize for your previous behavior. Uh, I don't know, please just give honest opinions or advice. First of all, that's not petty. Mm -mm. That's straightforward. I don't yeah. wanna be a, your submissive until you can apologize, like, until we correct this situation. Second of all, let's go back. Um, I wasn't feeling my best and didn't didn't want to have sex three days in a row and said that I'm, I don't do what I'm told and that makes her a pillow princess and more of a sub. Okay. Run screaming from this person? Right, yeah. That's just a, that's just a little parade of red flags. Mm -hmm. Not being able to handle being turned down for sex, quite frankly, after the first day of being turned down, I wouldn't be real confident on the second request to be like, hey, how are you feeling? Would you be up for right. this, right? I'm gonna come in like kind of gentle and be like, okay, you've already said no once, let me, I'm not gonna assume that you're yeah. gonna say yes a second time or a third time. Then to be told you're not really a sub because you exercised your ability to give or withdraw consent. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think yeah. so. That is also a red flag. But no, to, first of all, I. <laughs> I try not to be petty as a submissive, but I definitely understand the urge. But also I wanna to talk to her about her idea of petty because saying something emotionally mature, like I'm not comfortable being your submissive until you apologize, that's not petty. No. That's emotionally mature and aware. And I'm right? very proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> but we yeah. gotta work on petty as well. Mm-hmm. So. It's just a, two or three red flags that you should run yeah, screaming from. Yeah, ab absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, the, the whole thing about we haven't had, you know, you haven't let me have sex in three days. Oof. Let me tell you, I, you know, if, if I'd known that was the rule when you had surgery, man, I would have been, you know. I know that's, that just induces an eye roll. It's like, yeah. oh no, wow, wow, poor me. I didn't get to have sex three days in a row when I wanted to. Wah. Okay. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you big fucking baby. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you've gone yeah. longer than three days without sex and you survived it up to this point so you'll yeah. be fucking okay mm -hmm, you'll mm -hmm. be okay suck it the fuck up go masturbate and talk yeah. to your partner and figure out when it will be a good time for them mm -hmm. or if there's something going on or what like yeah. this is a moment where that person was like oh submissive means sex dispenser submissive means i get to just decide whatever whenever and they're supposed to fall into line and oh they shouldn't have a fucking opinion mm -hmm. <sighs> which is just it's just a load of red flags it is it's a load of red flags the yeah. moment a dom is like especially if you've not negotiated and some a load of caca level of like maybe micromanagement or like a really like total power exchange maybe some consensual non-consent like if there's no negotiation about any of that there's never been a conversation so there can never be an understanding about that mm -hmm. then there is never a point in which a submissive can't go respectfully no yeah i mean this you know we we negotiated in our relationship early on that you are sexually available right to me but you know what if you have a migraine if you are feeling sick you know, if there are things going on, I don't expect. Right. Okay. So, you know. 
And and there's so many different ways about that. So the relationship you and I have at this point is I'm gonna tell you how I'm feeling so that you know, because you know me, oh, I should probably not approach her with my dick in hand because that's not gonna, <laughs> it's not not gonna, gonna go over too well. Yeah. Yeah. But if I don't say something and you approach me with dick or flogger in hand, I go, mm-hmm. uh, here's the situation. And you go, okay. Right. Um, then if you know I've been feeling bad and maybe I'm starting to feel better, you then just ask, hey, are you up for it? Like the, I, I just, okay. Can it, and is it sometimes, and also often, very <laughs> sexy for a dominant to just sort of like issue commands and you kind of fall in line and you just do the thing and they're kind of like that strong, like I, I get what I want and you're gonna give it to me. Like there, there are times <laughs> and for some of us, it is sexier more often than for others, where it is sexier less often. Like, there's a range here. Yeah. But that is not and should not be the day-to-day for every single solitary person on the planet. No. Because, you know, life is a thing. So migraines mm-hmm. and illness and work and stress and... There you go. Surgery recovery and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the fuck, whatever, 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 whatever. Submissives have the right, have the responsibility, have the need to have the capability Mm -hmm. of going, that's not gonna work for me today. I'm going through a thing. Now, I would say if you're in a long-term relationship, you there should be some expectation that if a partner says no, there's gonna be some conversation about what's going on, um, whether it is in the moment of, hey, no migraine, hey, no bad day at work, hey, no whatever, or it's gonna come later, right? Like sometimes something's going on and all you can go is, nope, 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 not right now. And that just needs to be respected and you'll figure it out later. Um, The reality is, is that no is a complete sentence. In a negotiated power exchange, I think partners owe each other a little bit more than that at some point. Um, so if there was three no's back to back to back, I would hope that at some point they would sit down and have a conversation about what's going on. I would hope yeah. that the dominant partner would get fucking curious and be like, hey, is everything okay with you? We haven't really talked about why this has been a no. Is there something going on I need to know about? Right. Like just that, that lack of curiosity about what the hell's going on with your partner is a red flag to me. Like I understand, I kind of understand in a casual situation in a hookup situation, like you're kind of there to like get, have a specific purpose met and a moment to have. And maybe you're not gonna have that much of an in-depth conversation, but we're talking about a fucking relationship. You're supposed to, even if you're not madly in love, at least like one another a little bit, respect one another a little bit. And it's kind of the height of respect to go to your other partner, submissive bottom fucking otherwise. Hey, I've noticed you haven't been in the mood for this lately. Is there anything going on? Is there anything we need to talk about? Do you want to let me know when you're kind of like fucking ask questions instead of just thinking that your submissive partner is just a dispenser for all your Mm -hmm. fucking needs and has no needs, wants, desires, or issues and emotions and feelings of their own that they got to deal with. Like what? What? Deep breath. Yeah. Cleansing breath. It wasn't as therapeutic a rant. No. As I would have liked. No. Okay. Okay. No. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it's because I'm just tired of all these red flag toting motherfuckers. Like, there's just so many of them in an yeah. endless parade. <laughs> just. And I. I know this is not universally true. I know this is a generalization, but it does seem to me that when somebody presents you with a bouquet of red flags, <laughs> I am pretty sure it's not the first time they've ever get, given those to you. And, and whether they gave you one uh, bud of a red flag and mm-hmm. now they've moved up to the bouquet, it's like, <laughs> the bouquet. <laughs> it's never, I have yet to see where somebody is decent, 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 and then turns on a diamond as as full of red flags. Like I've seen where maybe they had 
they were uneducated on something and they were believing a trope or a fantasy and not dealing with the reality in front of them. Like I can, yeah. I can see some of that. But when it's like basically the audacity of that fucking guy and that's the attitude, I'm like, oh, this person's been this way since the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're either just getting so much worse it's unto- intolerable or they're being more blatant about it. And so I just think, okay, if it's if we're waving this many red flags, how long we've we been waving them, and what did they look like? Yeah. And it's just the oh, fucking audacity of that guy. So that's all I got. That's all I got. No. <laughs> that's what I have to wow. say. Wow, raspberry and all. Okay, okay, okay. Fuck okay. that guy. Yeah. There's been a couple of fuck that guys in this one. Okay. And yes, the com- in this case, I wouldn't even fucking communicate with this mofa. I'd be like, I gotta fucking go. You're right. You know what? You're right. I'm not a real submissive. Not to your dumbass. I'm a go. Yeah. I mean, I know that's way easy to say and much harder to do. I know. I get when, it. When you're when you're in the uh, in the middle of it, it's yeah. Not as when hard, it's your but... feelings and emotions and the, the the hopes you had for the relationship and sure. the good times that you can't stop thinking. Like I mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. I can be really flippant about it and be like, "Gotta go," yeah. and that is much much harder to do in reality. True. I get that, true, true, true. but I also kind of I kind of wish more people would go. Whoo! You're out there just waving a whole bunch of red flags, aren't you? Okay, I'm gonna go now, <laughs> but. Sometimes we have to go through it, yeah. Live it, experience it, get hurt mm-hmm. by it, and then be able to see them for what they are the next time yeah. around. Yeah, That's yeah. True. Official official word on this last one. Fuck that guy. There you go. Okay, so that is the end of the Reddit uh, post that okay. we were responding to for this week. They all came from, I believe they all came from the BDSM advice subreddit. Um, there is a BDSM sort of community subreddit and then a BDSM advice subreddit. And for anybody who uh, I think I saw it mentioned in the live chat and podcast listeners might be thinking about it. Um, yes, that last one, they did post in the, am I the asshole? Uh, subreddit and okay. they were advised to bring it over to the kink yeah, <laughs> subreddit. To, to the so kink if it side, sounds yeah. like an am I the asshole kind of post, which are sometimes fascinating to read. Yeah, they uh, are. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's it. That's, that's all it? I got. Okay. I know we have a bonus section. Yes. Uh, anything yeah. before we go into bonus section? I don't think so. It's nice to be back, but I feel really out of practice. Yeah. Like really out of practice. I, I Not so much out of practice. I feel a little out of sync. That too. That too. Yes. I feel yes. a little out of sync. But um, yeah, it's kind of good to be back though. It is. And we'll talk mm-hmm. more about it mm-hmm. in a minute in the bonus yeah. section. So uh, are we good? <laughs> I'll let other people decide that. Okay. Keep it kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crackers, yes, please? Yes, you may. Oh, my God. There's the rule that I have to wait for him to write the number down because there's an edit thing he does for the podcast. And he didn't have the screen up. And I was holding my breath. And then I was like, <laughs> shit, I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> That's why I did not tease you and let you go ahead and talk to the chicken because I saw the struggle over there. <laughs> I saw the struggle. I do not have the lung capacity that no. I once did. Yeah. And and Silent Wing, you asked earlier if there was a uh, a, a, a brief Lola photo. Yes, there was. Um, I saw her standing in front of you. A, a, a Lola and Ella photo, actually. Oh, oh, I see why. Yeah. Okay, so podcast listeners, you cannot see. Oh. Uh, YouTube watchers, you can't see this either. So when we redid the office a few weeks ago, we put this pillow bed thing that used to live in our living room in the office where Lola's crate used to be. And it actually is kind of under my work table. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about it in a minute, but Ella was like injured sort of last week. And um, even before then, but since then she went on pain meds and she's been sleeping 
on the big pillow. We call her a princess because she's like in the very center of this pillow. This and tiny little cat, this big think, old cushion. Think of like a, a California king bed. Yeah. Like one per one. And, and like a toddler know. in the yeah. middle of it. And that's what she that's looks what like. That's what she's like. And for different reasons that we've watched over the past few days, she and Lola are kind of bonding. Yeah. And so what I'm looking at is Princess Ella curled up on this massive ass dog bed and Lola curled up next to her mm-hmm. and they are sharing it. Yeah. And it is precious. So So um Do you want me to do a quick rundown cuz so the, the thing to know is a lot of what we would talk about All right, in, well, hang on. So, you know, those of you watching at one point you you may have seen me being distracted and looking off to my left. Um Lola and Ella definitely have been bonding. Um, Lola has almost taken on the role of being like like Ella is her pup. Yeah, she's constantly checking on her. Um, she's she's constantly checking on her, you know. And let's face it, Lola is a big girl, and you know I have watched her a few times, kind of nose Ella like. A mama dog would do their pup and, you know, try to like, okay, move along it. And Lola initially was kind of looming over her and doing the sniffing and the nudging, nudging thing. thing. And I just want, you know, try and keep an eye on her a little bit when she does that. Cause she gets rough. Because <laughs> she, she can get rough. We and, don't need Ella injured or re-injured you know, because Lola cares too right. much. <laughs> and, you know, right now with. Ella being on meds, she's not quite herself. No, and her so, reflexes are a little slower than they right. have. Right. So I do kind of try and keep an eye on her a so little bit. So that situation, among many other things that we could spend this bonus section mm-hmm. talking about, we've actually talked about it on the Friday night live stream. We started there because we had what I would call a drama train of a week. Like it was yeah. a drama train wreck, I would almost mm-hmm. say. So I'm going to do a brief recap. If you want the details, you can go to that uh, live stream that's now a video on our YouTube channel and just watch the first 30 minutes and you'll get all the details. Mm -hmm. But first, the 16-year-old got hurt at work, cut himself, needed stitches. Then we had to spend two days cleaning mold off of all our windows because we were all having skin and sneezing problems. That's been corrected. Then um, I got sick, you got sick. I got sick, you got sick. We passed it back and forth, back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth. Uh, JB's dad was knocked off a ladder and pinned by a tree limb that he was trying to cut down. Yep. Uh, JB's mom was having serious m- memory and medical issues that prompted a two-day visit down to the Tampa Bay area. And then Ella hurt herself. We couldn't figure out why. We needed to take her to a vet. That's why she's on meds. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she is still on pain meds. Wasn't They didn't do x-rays. They were keeping it pretty minimally like non-invasive to see if she would get better she has gotten better but she's doped up which has also made her friendlier i'm not advocating for sedating our cat but i kind of fucking (laughs) like it uh the 12 year old today is the first day he did not vomit on the way to school because there's some sort of anxiety thing i'm not going to go into the details of that because not everybody wants to hear about uh, getting sick to your stomach the details of that are also part of, but today was the first day finally in oh, over a week yeah. that it did not happen. Uh, I don't know if I can trust it, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen. So that's what we went through in the two weeks we were gone. Mm-hmm. Like we were only supposed to be gone for a One week. One week, yeah. And then between you having to go down to the Tampa area and help your mom, right. which is, that's what you're about to update to mm-hmm. the extent that you are comfortable. Yeah. Um, Cause that's been a whole thing. And you and I passing back and forth, whatever chest cold, head cold thing for a week yeah. and a half. That's why there was no- Sharing is caring, Podcast right? <laughs> episode or live stream on our normal schedule mm-hmm. last week. So. Yeah. If you did not catch all of that, uh, there, like I there's said, your cliff notes. That's cliff notes. And yeah. we've, the fuller description and discussion mm-hmm. is in that video. Now, we've given the cat update. She's stoned out of her fucking gourd, and yeah. it's delightful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the 16 year old's fine. He got seven stitches. He was mm-hmm. fine. We're working on the 12 year old. Uh, yes, he needs to go to a doctor. It's an insurance thing. I'm working on it. Okay, now. Yeah. The update, if you want to share it about your, oh, your dad is basically fine. Dad is basically fine. Yeah, as far as we know. Um, he's, he's just uh, kind of recuperating. Um, 
pain meds, muscle relaxers, yada yada. Right. Um, nothing, nothing serious on on the injury there. Um, just a matter of letting the bruises and cuts and scrapes heal. And he's 83, yeah. so letting things heal takes a little bit takes longer. Takes a little than bit longer. Take, things take a little bit longer at my age already. So hell, you know, at 42, just, they take a minute. Yeah. So, so um, you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, as for what is going on with my mom, she is still in the hospital as of this recording. Uh, she is having a number of tests being done. Uh, she was initially diagnosed as having a UTI. Which can fuck up your cognitive your, abilities right. if it goes on too long, untreated. Um, and so she, she's being treated with that heavy round of antibiotics. Um, but in the meantime, there were some other things that have been discovered uh, or possibly discovered, and she is going through tests to see what is going on there. Um, because of her cognitive, uh, cognitive ability at this point, uh, I have been pretty much designated her... Healthcare proxy healthcare is what Healthcare proxy, you. thank you. As next of kin, old mm -hmm. assembly. Um, Which means he's making all of her healthcare decisions for her right because she can't right now yeah um she doesn't even really understand she's in the hospital or but, why she's or, there. or why she's there although she is enjoying all the attention of the nurses <laughs> which knowing your mother <laughs> i'm like that's on brand that's yeah 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 that's, yeah that's right that tracks so um you know i have been um pretty much glued to my phone yeah, well, I'm knock on wood. Impressed that it didn't ring or buzz while I know. we're recording. I know, because this has generally been about the time mm -hmm. um, that they contact uh, the hospital she is in has been wonderful. Um, they have kept me up to date mm -hmm. on everything that is going on, how she is doing. Uh, they, they have been fantastic. I, mm -hmm. I am really, really pleased with these folks on, on many levels. Um, so this coming weekend, uh, when this podcast comes for the podcast listeners that, that Friday, um, I will be heading down there this weekend mm -hmm. again. Um, to see her my my other sister is there she goes to visit as she can with her crazy work schedule um she has a really insane work schedule but you know kind of is what it is and um you know yeah right right now it's just a matter of of hurry up and wait uh for the t some of the test results to start trickling in which uh could be any time tomorrow you know, Friday at the latest, um, Monday, or Friday at the earliest, Monday, Monday at, at the, the latest, latest right. sorry. And so, it's uh, then once you get the results, then they can formulate a plan of what to do. Right. So it's, right. it really is just, I mean, you can't even, you can't even go, okay, well, we can maybe work this out. We can maybe do mm -hmm. that. Like, it's none of that. It's yeah. just twiddling your thumbs and watching your phone. Exactly. I mean, he was the the hospital called yesterday while he was pouring resin for some stuff with the shop, the kinkery dot com. Uh, and he's he's like, oh, shit. And he puts it on speaker and he's talking to first the caseworker, yeah. then a doctor, like mm -hmm. just steady mixing and pouring resin. And I'm like, you do what you got to do. This is, this so, is life right now. Yeah. Um, silent. Yes, there will be the the uh, Patreon stream this weekend. Um my intention is to um i will be home most of the time saturday i'll be here to do the stream uh, we have some work that we have to get started outside um kayla will be helping with that i uh, will do the stream i'll probably have an early dinner and then drive down and spend the night spend the saturday night, night come back and sunday come night. back sunday night yeah because mm -hmm. sunday is the one day that most of the time 
the car is free, right. which that was the original plan. You know, we did not expect you to have to go down to the Tampa Bay area in the middle of the week, Correct. which meant there would have been a very stuffy sounding live stream that day. Uh, but the reports you're getting from your sister were so not concerning. I should say they were so yeah. concerning. You were like, I'm not waiting till next weekend. I'm going right. And I, I was looking up rental cars and getting you squared away so you could go. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, originally when um, things kind of came to light with my mom, I asked my sister to go by and, and check on her. And I told her, I said, you know, if you think it necessary, get her to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, I love my sister dearly. She, she is a, a good person, but she... cannot make those calls yeah no. no um you know after talking to her on the phone and her kind of telling me uh what she saw you know i with her i encouraged her highly to get her to the hospital um but that was why i kind of jumped in the car and and went down there uh, Sometimes there's a real benefit to your need to control things. Like it well, actually does work in your favor. Well, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, when when I um, saw my mom, I was like, no, we, she she needs to get to the ER. Yeah. So. And that's what we did. And it's a good thing because a lot has come to light about her health and is coming to light. Yes. And there's a. Your mom was never forthcoming about her health to begin no, with. So no, 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 no. So who knows how long no. some of this stuff has been going on. Exactly. Um, it's it's a very strange feeling, I know. I'm watching you go through it yeah. to be like, this medical professional is asking me what I want to do about my mom, who is a grown-ass lady and normally makes these decisions mm -hmm, herself. Mm -hmm. um, and some of those conversations, I know what's coming those will be heartbreaking conversations and even the conversations you're having now are heartbreaking like yeah. to be asked do you want us to perform cpr if necessary can we do a blood transfusion if necessary yeah. can we put her on oxygen if necessary though i mean y'all <laughs> <laughs> if you have relationships with your parents that are not they don't even have to be overly positive but like basically they're in your life and you're not mad about that uh <laughs> that is no i don't think that's a conversation anybody can be prepared for no to have especially on behalf of a caregiver or parent kind of figure it's just mm -mm, mm -mm. and i have those i didn't have that kind of conversation but my mom and i had to have those conversations when i was at the very young age of 22 about my dad and i still were i still remember how i felt yeah so this is and so uh, we are trying to be as relaxed as one of us is not really capable of being <laughs> when it comes to when will we record? When will we yeah. go live? How will our day to day mm -hmm, look? Mm -hmm. um, so, and yeah. I have some thoughts that I'd like to talk with you about after we're done here in okay. regards to that to keep things going. Sounds like there's a business meeting. But yep, yep, uh, yep. Will there be coffee? <laughs> We've had plenty of coffee today, I believe. Always go for more coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially and, if it tastes like sugar. And and Mr. Spock made a comment um, about, about our taking weekend? outside this weekend. Like, yes, Mr. Spock, I am getting her in the outdoors this weekend. I've been in the outdoors before. I just come yeah, my ass back in. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine to visit for a few minutes. Right. Look, we're... Uh, because... Lola was officially diagnosed as chunky as fuck by her vet. We are back to regularly walking, walking her at her. night, which means I am regularly in the nature and the bugs are regularly fucking biting me, okay? And I do it because there's nothing wrong with a little chunk, obviously, because I look in the mirror and I know what I look like, but... I like uh, my girls chunky. <laughs> but chunky. we want Lola to live a long, happy life, so some of the chunks got to go. Yeah. Uh, we're working on it. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of you. Mm -hmm. uh, you, We were both contributing to the chunk. Uh, she was getting to lick a spoon that had peanut butter on it. Not like a big glob of peanut butter, like leftover peanut butter. Yeah. Daily. Uh, and get banana, a bite of banana 
daily. And then two or three times a week, there was like, here's a big treat once a week. Here's a Kong filled with peanut butter (laughs) and treats. And we we both immediately went, okay, you're cut off. Like she gets teeny tiny little treats. Like we don't deprive her, but she's. Not They're as far and few between now, yeah. Now, yeah. if I could just do that for myself, not there yet, not happening. Yeah, <laughs> no. So, yeah, it's there's a, as always. There's a lot. The thing I said when we did the Friday live stream, and for right now at least, I continue to think, as wild as everything is, as stressful as things are becoming, it still doesn't feel like 2021 felt. No. Like, it might get to that point. You never know what life will do to you. But I'm still like, part. I think part of it is because 2021 is so fresh. I'm like, look, we got through 2021. We can get through this. Yeah. We can get through this. I know. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, the the two weeks we were gone, there was a lot happening at one time. And most of it has basically calmed down. It has. Now we're dealing with the more serious ongoing things. Yeah. So. Yep. We'll get through it. You will. We'll get through it together. You will. Uh, we're trying to keep our humor, so hopefully we'll get through it with a little yeah. bit of laughter. There you go. And maybe when we have time, some kinky fuckery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else you would like I, to? I think that pretty much sums enough. it up for me. I mean, other than, you know, yeah, I, I, I am feeling better. I know. Yeah, I was You're a little nasally better. during this recording, during this live stream, but it was pretty brief. I'm yeah, cough is lingering a little bit in me, but not surprised as someone who's an ex-smoker and now right. vapor. Right, exactly, exactly. So, you know, but all, so. overall, yes, I'm feeling much better. Mm-hmm. So, that's enough. We brought mm-hmm. the whole house down in terms of mood mm-hmm. <laughs> with this bonus section, so we'll go now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hopefully we'll feel back to like how this works and what are words and yeah next yeah. week we'll be back in a groove next week that would yeah. be nice yeah. um okay we're gonna All go right. thanks for joining us yeah thanks bye, bye. <laughs>